0: Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I am really excited to be sharing something that I shared at the Fearless Business Workshop. Um, It's a framework that I have been teaching without teaching it this way, if that makes sense at all. Um, basically, it's like my way of thinking about signing clients. This is particularly particularly about one-on-one client creation. And the feedback I got from the workshop was incredible. I taught the the workshop three times and I got inspiring feedback every single time I taught it. So I'm like, I think I need to teach this in the podcast. I wish it was recorded so I could just share my live teaching. So I'm going to kind of walk through my process in the, the framework that I taught there, um, just with you guys on the podcast. And I think it'll be really good. Um, because when, um, when I was asked to speak there, I told them that I'd be teaching about the art and science of selling high ticket coaching. And when I started to dive into like, how will I want to teach this? What makes sense? How do I want to share my process for signing amazing high fee clients? What I found is that I do have a process and I think it's even more nuanced than what I taught inside the pro coach program. If you have access to the pro coach program, you guys know I taught um, like the inner work and crafting a high ticket offer and things like that. Um, But this framework, there are five pieces of this framework and it is the title of this episode. N S -S 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 I C L. I was joking that I wish I had a cool, framework name for it, or like it was a cool acronym, but it's not a cool acronym. It's in sickle, <laughs> which is not cool. Um, but anyway, I hope that this conversation opens up your mind to like how one-on-one clients are actually created because you can do it your way. You don't have to do it one certain way. And that's why I like teaching in frameworks and principles because it's not just like, do it this way. It can work if that works for you. For me, I never really resonated with those kinds of things. I, um, I have a rebel heart apparently because when people would try to teach me their process or their framework, I would just be like, yeah, but I think I'm gonna do it this way. (laughs) And so I really love frameworks because I can operate within my own way of being inside the framework. So let's jump in. Um, sickle starting with an N is for need nothing. And this is a lot of the inner work that I talk about on this podcast. And just in my work in general, is like feeling abundant, doing the work in your own life, so that you feel whole. And the word that I really think of when I think of needing nothing is sufficiency—that you feel full in the life you already have, so you don't need something from your business. And I want to be clear: when I say need nothing, um, that's a from your business, right? As as humans, we have needs. So when I think of need nothing, it's not like, don't need anything in your life. Be completely independent so much so that people hate you. (laughs) Like this is more about needing nothing from your business, needing nothing from your clients. You don't need them to hire you. You don't need their money. You don't need people to like you or validate you. You are full yourself because you do the inner work. And so one of the questions that I asked the people at the workshop was, what do you need to need nothing? And this was really powerful. I got this from one of my coaches, but i I really ran with this question because it's a powerful question, and it'll show you things just the way it's phrased. It's a little awkward to say, what "Do you need to need nothing?" But the insight that people shared was in like very impactful for me. Someone needed to forgive people in their life for not understanding what they were doing. One other coach said, "I need spiritual safety," and I was like, "Wow, yeah, like that's profound um I think a lot of times when we ask ourselves what we need to need nothing from our business, it has to do with our inner world, right? I need confidence. I need to let go of, you know, someone who hurt me. I need to feel financially secure. You know, for some people it was like, oh, like I need to stay in my job so I can feel financially secure. Whatever your your answer is, I think it's really powerful to see that when we come to our business with needs, one... It's not a good formula, right? We get let down and we actually don't get our needs met. But I also think it we do things in our business that actually aren't of service and don't create the impact and the income that we want because we're trying to get our own needs met. This looks like creating content to get validated um, doing things because someone else told you to do it, doing things to keep up with other coaches like you, which aren't good reasons to do things, right? instead of choosing to do things because of service, because we wanna help our clients, um, because we're inspired to do so, because we wanna change lives, right? And I think for a lot of us doing this work, how do I, what do I need to need nothing? It's a spiritual journey. And when you can come from a place of deep sufficiency, everything else in this whole framework makes sense. And so one of the things that I shared in the workshop was like, the N is the foundation of everything else we're gonna do together. And if you get stuck on any part of the framework, framework come back to this place where it's the n need nothing and then we can move on to the next part of our framework so the s is serve and it's obvious but a lot of us forget that this is why we started a coaching business right one of the things that i talk about all the time is like you could have chosen to be a real estate agent you could have chosen to be a cryptocurrency investor you could have chosen to be Um, a brick and mortar shop owner. You could have been a cake decorator. You could have been a, a stock investor, but you chose to be a coach because you want to help. And when we need something from our business, sometimes we forget that we're here to serve. So that's why I started with need nothing because when we need nothing from our business, we can contribute to our business with a full heart, with an abundant heart, with service in mind. And we don't need a return, right? We don't need people to validate what we're doing. And I think that's honestly where the best kind of service comes from is just truly thinking about what the other person needs. Some ways to serve. This is where I think a lot of coaches fall into the Instagram rut, right? We're like, okay, I'm a coach. I'm going to post on Instagram. <laughs> and like, that's one way of doing it. There's lots of other ways to serve people. And this is where I think I learned this because I just had to be scrappy to make my business work. And it's kind of what I shared in fill your calendar with marketing a few episodes back, but it's like being of service isn't only creating content. I think that's one way of serving. I think it's one way of helping people. You know, I think, think this podcast is helpful at least for you listening. Right. But it's not the only way I serve. In fact, some of you listening, like you've probably received book recommendations from me, or I've sent you books. I send my clients articles or podcasts. I just make contact, right? Sometimes being of service means you're just being you. You're not even trying, like you don't have an agenda. I think true service is agenda-less where you're just connecting with people, asking how they are, having conversations. I think that's the best way you can serve as a coach is just being in powerful conversations with people. Um, And this is not attached to whether they hire you or not. And this is where we have to get back to that needing nothing because when you serve and you need people to hire you, the service feels shallow or maybe manipulative versus when you serve because you love people and you want to help and you're not attached to whether they become your client or not. You just know your clients will come. So you're never attached to a single person and you just serve people And one, it feels really good and it's effective, right? Because one of the things I always think about is when I serve someone, they might become a client, maybe not, but maybe they know someone who knows someone that will become a client. I've had that happen. Maybe they share my post on social media and then someone sees it from their audience and they come into my world and we end up working together, right? Maybe it's just like a mutually beneficial relationship where we have amazing conversations together and nothing ever happens as far as like a transaction, but it's valuable, And one of the things that I know to be true is that I feel better when I'm serving. And so that's why it's step number two, right? We want to be serving as much as we can. And so one of the questions that I posed and I'm going to pose here is like, how can I serve today? Who can I serve right now and have the courage and the bravery to act? I think we can get caught up in the the rabbit hole of social media and the rabbit hole of personal development and end up not serving really anyone, not in a relevant, compelling way. And so when I'm thinking about serving, it is me and them. Sometimes it's content, but for the most part what moves my 1-on-1 coaching business forward is actually reaching out to people and having conversations. Mm-hmm. It's not me just creating a post on social media. That's one way. And sometimes my my post will create a conversation or give up an opportunity to have a conversation because people have questions or they, you know, they reach out to me personally and talk about the post I made or whatever or the podcast that I created. But it's all about service. It is is focused on serving real people. I really feel strongly about this. And this is how you get out of like that stuck feeling of, I don't know what they're going to think about me. Oh, wait, this isn't about me. That's a really powerful insight that I got from one of my clients. She's like, this isn't even about me. And so when she creates content, when she says, you know, powerful statements, when she publishes her podcast, it's not about her. And so she has the stamina to keep serving because she's just thinking about the people that she can help. And ironically, her business is booming (laughs) when we make it about other people, people tend to want to work with us when we don't need anything. I love how rich Litvin and the prosperous coach says needy is creepy, right? We don't want to be needy in our service. We don't want to serve to get, we want to serve to serve. We don't want to be attached to what happens on the other side of that. So the next part of the framework is I, I is for invite. This is essential. At a certain point, either in a personal relationship or in your content, it's appropriate to invite people to a coaching conversation with you. Whether you call that a consult, a discovery call, a free mini session, a breakthrough empowerment call, an intensive, whatever, it doesn't really matter. You want to invite them to take the next step with you, especially for one-on-one coaching um, relationships. And I'm going to give you some specific examples because I think it might be helpful especially if you've been DMing someone, you know, maybe they ask you questions in your DM and you just have a relationship over time. You DM them back. They ask you questions. You ask them how they're doing. You check in with them. They're close. Maybe they're following you closely on social media, or maybe you just have conversations, right? It could be someone at work. It doesn't really matter. You have this relationship with this person. And then there's going to be this moment where there's an opportunity for you to invite them to a coaching conversation, and you don't want to skimp out on it <laughs> because that is your, that is the opportunity you have to let them know there are better, even more in, you know, useful ways to serve them. An invitation is an extension of service because if you really believe that you can help, it is your responsibility to invite them into the next level of work with you. This can look like someone saying in your DMS, you know, they're asking you a specific question and they say, I don't know if you can help me with this. Um, but I love your content and now I'm thinking about this. What do you think? There's going to be moments where they they want you to invite them to a call. They might not be able to articulate it. They not they might not come out and say point blank, "How do I work with you?" I mean, that happens. But a lot of times it's like they're giving you hints and you need to pick up on them, right? It's kind of like um in dating, right? If the girl is touching the guy's arm and she's touching her hair and she's giggling, and she likes, you know, she like puts her arm around him or whatever. She's giving him signals that she likes him. <laughs> and I think it's the same way in, a in the coaching and client relationship, right? Our clients are giving us signals that they want us to invite them to take the work deeper. And are you picking up on them? And are you inviting them into a coaching conversation? This can also happen in your content, right? The PS of your email, where you invite them to your free webinar, the PS of her email, where you invite them to book a consult. The, the last sentence of your Instagram post, where you invite them to click the link in your bio, right? There's lots of those too. And I love them and I do them, but what the most powerful invitations have come from my conversations. And I think this is what's missing for a lot of coaches is they're doing all the content stuff, but they're not doing the conversation stuff with invitation, with powerful personal invitations to people they already know. That's what's always built my one-on-one practice, um, And so I wanted to share that with you that like invitations aren't just a call to action. Invitations can be personal. In fact, I have a coach who she feels better reaching out or not, not a coach. I have a client who is a coach. She feels better reaching out personally to people that she really knows when she has a new offer. When she you know has this new one on one offer, she thinks of someone and she sends them a personal invitation. And sometimes they take her up on it. Sometimes they don't. But the point is, invitations when they come from a service centered place, they don't feel weird or awkward. They feel genuine. And so I want to encourage you to think through what that might look like for you. The next piece of the framework is to create. And I got this directly from the Prosperous Coach uh, book, which I love. I do think of it like a coaching Bible. (laughs) Um, and that's like actually on what some people call like the consultation or the free coaching session or whatever, the discovery call, the strategy session, when you're actually talking to a potential client, um, are you creating with them? One of the questions that I got from the Prosperous, book, Prosperous Coach book was how can I make this conversation so powerful they never forget it? And while I'm not always successful at it, that is my intention going into new conversations with new people is like, I want to make an impact on them. I want their life to be different in a good way because they met me today, because they spent an hour of time with me. And even if we don't end up working together, I want this call to be of service right? And you can see that this framework is building. So when I'm creating, I'm asking questions that no one's asking them. I'm holding space in ways that no one holds space for them. I'm being deeply curious and wanting to know their real answers. I'm listening actively. I'm present. My mind's not on my bills or my car or my computer at home or my social media. I am really with this person. And that is the gift of coaching. And so for me, I want to remind myself before I go into one of these calls that I'm here to create with this person. I think that's what makes me unique and other people, it's not like I'm, I'm the only coach who thinks this way, but I do coach on these first initial sessions. I'm not trying to overcome their objections. I'm not trying to even manipulate them into a sale. I've had consult quote consultations. I didn't even make an offer because it didn't feel right. We were just having a conversation and it was like it came to a close and we ended the call and now we're still great friends and we talk. Um, So I think that the word create leaves it open to possibility. The next kind of, I don't know, nuance that I want to share here is that I see these kinds of coaching conversations as opening the relationship, not closing a sale. I don't get on a consultation with someone going either we're going to work together. I'm never going to talk to you again. It's like, we're going to have a powerful conversation and then we're going to have a relationship after this call. Maybe as I'll be your paid coach, but maybe we'll just be friends. Maybe we'll be connections and we send each other clients. Maybe we share each other's stuff on social media. Maybe we just stay in touch over the years. All have been true for me. And sometimes they do become paying clients, but I'm not attached to that outcome on a coaching conversation call on a consult call. And I think for me, this has been one of the most fulfilling parts of my business is that I have great relationships with paying and non paying clients. They're different, but I've, and it like just makes my coaching conversations go so much smoother because I'm not attached to a specific outcome except for creating a relationship, right? I'm here to create an empowered, exciting, interesting, useful relationship with this person. And then they get to decide if they want to coach with me or not. So, so far we've covered N need nothing. S, serve, I, invite, C, create, and now we're moving into the last speech, which is, which is L for lead. And this is where we close the conversation. Like I said, we're opening the relationship, but we do want the conversation to come to a head, right? Especially if you feel like you're going to make an offer, if it makes sense for this person that you make them an offer, they want you to lead the conversation. Okay. What would it look like to work with you, Amber? Okay. This is what it looks like. We work together for six months. This is the amount of dollars that it costs. This is about how many times we're going to meet. What do you think? It sounds great. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to send you a link to confirm your payment and a a link to book our first call together after you submit your payment or after you submit your payment, we'll have that first call and we'll talk about how to schedule the rest of our calls. Great. That is like literally how it goes when the client is a yes, right? The other thing that I, I noticed for coaches specifically is that sometimes clients are wanting to be led, but the coach kind of backs down. And this looks like you got a party or something and a client, or I guess not a client, a potential client, someone, even just not even, we don't even need to think about them, but like potential clients, just someone at the party says, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a life coach. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. You know, I've really been thinking I need a life coach (laughs) and coaches will go, oh yeah, you know, everyone needs a life coach. <laughs> instead of leading them through a conversation and so one of the questions that I like to ask people when they're like oh yeah like I would I've been thinking I need a coach I'm like oh like what would you get coaching on I lean into the conversation instead of backing out I dig in instead of getting scared and so there's going to be moments where maybe someone says you're expensive or I didn't know coaching was so expensive or um you know I think I need a coach like these little questions that we kind of feel nervous about heading into it directly, but that's what our clients want. And so when coaches say, or when clients say I'm expensive, I go right into that conversation. When people say, I've been thinking I need a coach, I go right into that conversation. I don't back down because they want me to lead. This is something I've learned from unfortunately, uh, poor experience, I guess, like mistakes that I've made because it made me uncomfortable. When people ask me those kinds of questions, I would back down, but what I realized is my clients don't want another person to like avoid hard subjects. They want a coach that can dig into the hard subjects with them and hold beautiful space. And so I do that now on coaching conversations, but also in the DMs or with people. I'm just willing to go into the harder conversations because that's what I do. I'm a coach, and so are you. And so I think part of our work is to not um, shy away from uncomfortable conversations, even if it's about you, even if it's about your package, even if it's about your price, right? Instead of agreeing with them or, you know, shutting down the conversation or saying, yeah, no worries. Don't worry about it. Ask some questions. And so one of the things I like to say when people say, wow, that's expensive. I go, yeah, it is. It is expensive. And, um, do you, do you want to talk about that? And they're like, uh, sure. (laughs) I'm like, I chose to be an expensive life changing coach because that's who I am. And I'm not interested in kind of like the quick Quick coaching that a lot of people do. I want you to spend six months or a year with me, and your life is never the same because of the work that we do. And they get that. And so, in, I think that um, that does them a service because they see possibility. That's the next thing that I want to talk about is like the possibility that coaching offers, not just small wins. And what I mean by that, and this is something that I really learned again from the prosperous coach, um, is the default future versus possibility, right? Rich Levin has this line in the in the book that is so great he's like we're not they're not paying for coaching they're paying for their dreams and their dreams are priceless. The problem is sometimes we get into this conversation where we're talking about like the details of coaching where we're talking about how long we meet and how often and how expensive it is and what they get included in the package and we forgot what coaching really does is help make their dreams real. Coaching is very potent and powerful when done right. And so I always want to enter back into the conversation with a client about what's possible if we work together and to really give my vote that I think their dreams are very possible. And here's how this is what I see instead of their default future. And so one of the things that Steve Chandler says in the book, he's like, you never want to leave a conversation in the context of affordability. You always want to leave the conversation in the context of possibility. And I find that very true because if we leave the conversation in poss- or in affordability, we pretty much shut down their dreams. They see how expensive it is and they can't do it. They get, feel stuck. They feel like intimidated or they feel like it's not possible. And I never want to leave a client like that. And so I try to bring up my price early on in the conversation so that we can talk about it and why I charge what I charge and what I think is possible for them and what if it makes sense or not for them, right? Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Working with me one-on-one does not make sense for the person in front of me, but sometimes it does. And I have the courage to tell them that, um, I've had some uncomfortable conversations with people where they're afraid to invest, but I just told them from my heart, this is not, you know, trying to manipulate them or anything, but I'm like, I think you'd benefit from one-on-one coaching with me and you can take that or leave that. You don't feel like you have to do anything with that information, but I do believe that in my heart and um, they both stood up on it, which is interesting. No, and I didn't feel manipulative at all. I just really believed that. And when you believe in what you do so much that you're willing to say those words, right? I believe you're a good fit for one-on-one coaching. What do you think? It's powerful. And what's interesting is this doesn't have to be on a consult. This can also be just in conversations with regular people or friends or people that you're associates with or just following each other on social media. Sometimes it's of service to be like, hey, do you think... You'd be ever interested in coaching with me? I just think you'd benefit from it so much. I think you'd be an amazing client. What do you think? Obviously, we need context. This does not come out of the blue. You you have to have a relationship with someone to say that. But sometimes that like that that generosity, that truth telling, deeply serves clients, and they can say no. That's totally fine. They'd be like, Nah, I haven't really thought about it. Thanks though. (laughs) But other times they're gonna be like, You know, I've been thinking about coaching with you. And then you have to lead them. Right, and so that L at the end of this framework is so important because it can happen in a lot of different contexts with our relationships with clients, or potential clients, or you know just connections that we have, and they want us to lead them into being a paying client, and you have to lean into that instead of being scared of it. And this is where we return to the beginning of our conversation about needing nothing, right? If we need our clients to understand us, or our potential clients to even understand where we're coming from or our decisions, we can actually kind of manipulate them. Um, if we need our clients to pay us, because we need you know, we need it, we can manipulate them. If we need our clients to feel like they like us, we can accidentally shy away from these hard conversations because we're trying to get them to like us. We're trying to control the situation to be liked and validated by them. And so instead of needing that, need nothing and choose to lead. And remember this it truly Like this is, it has to come from this place, right. Right. Where we're here to serve. And we really see that our coaching would, would benefit the person in front of us or else it is manipulative, right. For me to tell someone, I think that you would benefit from my one-on-one coaching. Um, and I didn't really believe that that would feel like manipulation. But if I told them that with like, truly, like, I really believe this would serve you. It doesn't feel manipulative and they can feel that, right? We have great energy sensors (laughs) in our bodies. We can feel when someone's being genuine or not. And so I think as long as you're doing the inner work and you're trying to keep your mind clean here, right? Where you're really trying to be focused on service. Even if you say something kind of forward like that, it will be received. Well, I think a lot of you might be surprised how well this kind of work will be received by the right kinds of clients. Um, for me, when, I, when it's about service, even a strong proposal, even a strong offer can feel really abundant and not manipulative. And I've had people, plenty of people actually, tell me no. One of the things that I learned from Rich Levin is like the higher ticket you go, the more no's you get. And that's part of the game because you're not looking for so many yeses, you're looking for a few yeses, which means you get no's. And what I love about um, the book, he says, yes, lives in the land of no. And so I know if I'm not getting no's, I'm probably also not getting yeses. And that's been pretty true for me. Um, so (laughs) let's talk about in sickle as a framework of thought for you need, nothing, serve, invite, create lead. It all starts with needing nothing. So if you feel like you're getting stuck on the service part, what do you need to need nothing? If you're getting stuck on the invitation part, like you're not inviting people to calls with you, you're not reaching out personally to people, inviting them to a coaching call with you. What are you needing from them? That's not serving you. Sometimes this is like, I need validation. I need you to like me. I need you to, um, think what I'm doing is okay. And if you let that go, what space would be available for you to create the results you want in your business? What space would be available for you to create paying clients? The next one is C, the create. What do you need to be able to create from a space of total service and power instead of manipulation or kind of that high level hiding, right? Where we're serving and we're there and we make the offer, but we don't go full out. I think we know that within ourselves. When you're having a powerful conversation and you are like not holding anything back out of service and love for the person in front of you, you know it. And you also know when you're not doing those things. And for me, that playing small comes from fear, which means I started to need something from the person in front of me, right? I needed them to like me. I needed them to have great thoughts about me. Um, I needed them to not feel intimidated by me or whatever it was. And if I stopped needing that, I can tap back into that, that creative force that I like to have on those kinds of calls. Um, and then the L for lead, when you lead, you can't need something because we don't have an agenda. This is and this is where it gets a little confusing. Well it's like, well, if I want them to be, become my client, don't I have an agenda? And that's where we go back to needing nothing. We don't need them to be our client, but if it's gonna serve them, we make them a powerful offer and we lead them to make a decision. Right? Heck yes for heck yes or no for now. Both are perfect. That's how I teach my clients to sign clients. <laughs> it's like you don't want to put them in a pressure position, but you also want to help them make a decision, right? No one likes the gray zone. Um so let's make a decision, even if it's a no for now. That's okay. If you change your mind, you know where to find me. That's what I say to people on my consults. It's like, "Hey, if it's a no for now, that's totally okay. Like it's we live in an age where you know how to get a hold of me, you know how to contact me if you're ready to get started, and I would be happy to get started whenever you're ready. Um but for now, let's call it a no for now." that's kind of how I end those consults for the people who aren't ready to, to say yes yet. All of this is coming from a deeply abundant service focused place. Um, and I think for me, this really freed me to do business my way. You know, I, I'm, I love coaching and I love mentoring coaches, but one of the things that I see in this industry is like a lot of pressure and a lot of anxiety about signing clients. And this framework to me, allows patience, right? We're not trying to get clients immediately today. We are trying to nurture relationships that eventually they want to become clients. It's their decision to become clients. They reach out to you about it, or it just kind of happens naturally in conversation with you. It's not this forced thing. There's no pressure. There's no fear. It's pure possibility. And that's how I like to do my business. That's how I like to create with my clients. So I hope this serves you. Um, especially if you do one-on-one coaching, need nothing, serve, invite, create, lead. Um, And you can do this with social media or without. You can do this on LinkedIn or on Facebook or word of mouth, networking groups, right? There's so many different ways to apply this. And that's why I love it is that there's not like one tactical way to apply this framework. There's lots of tactical ways you can apply this framework. My encouragement for you is to think through what this means for you and to spend time really evaluating. How are you serving? Do you like it? Do you like posting on social media or do you just do it because you have fear that this is the only way you can get clients, right? Do you podcast? Do you write emails? Do you meet people? Do you go to events? Do you go to retreats? Right? Like there's lots of ways to sign clients. My, the biggest thing that I recommend is that you pick something that you actually enjoy because people can feel that too. Okay. I hope this helps you. I hope this serves you. Um, I love helping coaches, obviously, build their business, but I don't think there's one right way. I think there's lots of beautiful ways. And I hope you take the time to figure out what makes sense for you and to trust what's happening inside. One of the things that I encouraged all the people at this workshop to pay attention to is like, don't just listen to what I say, listen to what comes up inside, because that's the inside that matters most, right? It's not just like, Oh, Amber says to do this. It's like, no, like I just got inspired to reach out to Susan, the lady that I used to work with. I'm going to send her a message and ask her how she is. Cause that feels like service today. Maybe you listen to this and you're like, you know, I'm thinking about that one person who DM'd me yesterday and I didn't really lead her powerfully and I'm gonna reach out back out to her and invite her to a coaching conversation. Those are the kinds of things that matter the most, not just this framework. I mean, yay, Amber, you made a framework. (laughs) Like that's not really the point, right? The point is for you to apply it and to think, how can I serve? How can I invite? How can I create? How can I lead? Where do I need to, what do I need to do to need nothing for my business? What kind of inner work? What kind of forgiveness? What kind of things do I need to let go of or surrender so I can truly need nothing and pour into my business instead of trying to manipulate people to give me what I need from my business, those are two very different experiences. I promise if you learn to need nothing from your business, business gets a lot more fun and I think you're going to enjoy it a ton more. Okay. Woo! I hope this was helpful for you guys. I'll see you in another episode. Bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love the matrix where I coach, teach and mentor entrepreneurs like you about what I call the art of entrepreneurship. It really is the year of miracles where we combine business strategy with doing the inner work, where you take your business to the next level. Check it out and join the waitlist at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix.